We will not be held responsible for any hearing impairments or damage caused to you from excessive exposure to this sound. another episode of the oral fix podcast i'm henry diaz your host this is episode number 48 late 48 (laughs) um if i just begin to tell you what's been going on in my life right now you will not believe it but maybe you will because geez after last week's episode i lost 13 listeners and gained 20 (laughs) Thank you for continuing to support the Oral Fix Podcast. I'm so happy that you're all back and have been waiting for another episode. Sorry to keep you waiting. Oral Fix is a weekly social commentary podcast for the gay community. It can be listened to on iTunes, Podomatic, SoundCloud.com, Facebook.com backslash the Oral Fix Podcast. As well as Stitcher.com backslash Oral Fix. If you enter the promo code Oral Fix without a space once you land to that splash page, you will be entered automatically for a monthly $100, $100 cash card drawing. Yeah, so if you go to listen to the Aerofix podcast on Stitcher.com and you enter that promo code Aerofix, you'll be entered for that drawing. Stitcher.com is a great place to listen to podcasts. They have a variety, tons of podcasts that I love to listen to on my Android phone and possibly my next phone, which will, I don't know, Galaxy XS. Three or uh, the iPhone 5? I, mean, I don't know. Stay tuned. <laughs> but if you listen to the podcast on any of those uh, podcast uh, readers and players, please rate the podcast. That's the only way that it's going to continue to get any publicity or get higher ranking. And um, and keep me on the air on the World Wide Web, the www. Hey y'all, <laughs> the Southern Bell is coming out. So what's been going on this week, everyone? It is January 
No, it's not January. It's another J month. What is it? Oh, it's June. <laughs> June 5th. It is Tuesday. Happy birthday, Oral Fix Podcast. One year. Woo-woo! <gasps> Yay! Happy birthday to Oral Fix. Happy birthday to Oral Fix. Happy birthday to the Oral Fix Podcast. Happy birthday to... Oral Fix Podcast <laughs> and the listeners and and wow I'm so excited I I can't believe that the year has come and, and gone and it's been one year to the date um yeah I had started this with a friend of mine uh, who's no longer co-hosting his name is Drew Brown uh, if you listen to the archives you'll be listening to another voice and that's my co-host and friend drew brown um and um now it's just me and you know i i started this because i wanted to give something back to the community and to see if i can also you know get my name out there for recognition and my work and and maybe get some work. Um, to be honest with you, this has been a great experience that I could put on my resume. But also, it's been a great experience um, on the side, um, in the, how, how would you call it, the um, underground of it all. Um, because even though <laughs> you guys listen to me and talk to me on the side instead of sending in your comments or rating the podcasts on the podcast players like iTunes and Stitcher.com, you're you're actually talking to me, um, you know, either through G plus or Facebook or Manhunt or Adam for Adam or Big Muscle Bears, and you know, okay, I understand you guys are shy, um, <laughs> but thank you. I, I it really means a lot to me, and it means a lot to the future generations. I that's one of the other reasons why I start. You know, I really wanted to invest time into doing podcasts. Besides the fact that I. I'm a podcast fiend and fanatic, and I listen to podcasts religiously every day. If not religiously, then every other day whenever I can get a chance. But um, the way I got into podcasting was actually by listening into to other podcasters, like Buzz Out Loud, who's no longer around from CNET, and um, Savage Love, and uh, Tech News Today, um, and, and and several others that oh mysterious universe how can I leave them behind mysterious universe uh, alongside uh, buzz out loud really really caught my attention in terms of podcasting um, the podcasting world and Webby Awards and all these other um, perks that are out there for people who podcast and blog and um, I'm so touched actually you know by the success of the podcast because. I've never seen such, um, you know, well, you know, I've put in a lot of work into building this podcast day and night, uh, feverishly sometimes, as you've, you know, heard and slaved through it because I'm, you know, when I'm, I'm doing something that I like and I'm passionate about it, I'm going to give it my whole hundred percent and more. And, and, you know, I, I just love doing this on a weekly basis even when i fall down a flight of stairs <laughs> like i did this weekend um some of you may know from twitter from g plus and facebook I, I put out there that you know the podcast was going to be late a day late but actually it's two days late um yes i fell down a flight of stairs and it hurt i haven't fallen down a flight of stairs like that since i was a little child and um 
and you know i i it just put me out i um i had to i guess it was the universe's way of saying slow down um i had a birthday engagement to attend later on that day my tribal grandmother clan mother uh, uh mother had uh, a 76th birthday my uh tribal sister came over and her husband stayed over at my apartment and um it was great to see all of them and um you know <laughs> what was even uh even funnier about this weekend is that my clan grandmother um she danced all night long till 12 o'clock midnight you know the party the surprise party started i think it was about seven o'clock seven thirty, something like that and and she was so overjoyed and overwhelmed and you know her nickname is Hotfoot because she never stops she's always walking she's always doing something and at the age of 76 here i am with a lower back and pain and also a knee and forearm um my my clan grandmother is like pulling me out into the dance floor like every other song to dance and i couldn't say no and i danced with a really bad back um because i love her and i i and i love her spirit and her energy and i love my tribal family and um it was a great weekend (laughs) despite you know the 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 hard pain that um i you know that I suffered earlier and uh, it was great. It was really good to be around them all. Um, and now I'm healing. I'm feeling better. And here I am. Happy birthday to the oral fix and thank you supporters. And thank you for the donations also that people have sent in in the past over the week, uh, over the winter. And, you know, if you are still so feeling kind and generous to donate, um, I, I'm, I'm extending this to everyone. Use the PayPal button on the oral fix, uh, podcast.com blog uh you'll find it on the right hand sidebar of the blog that's oralfixpodcast.com and there's also a google checkout um uh widget there that you can use paypal and google checkout and both of them are safe and secured i made sure that they're safe and secured um and you can make a credit card or debit card purchase or if you have paypal or google you know google checkout account you can also make it there safely um you know any anything will help actually um as you all know i'm a freelance artist of many sorts a web designer a photographer digital artist and uh and i'm also a performer and entertainer um, I'm getting ready for the Renaissance Fair now, and I, I ordered all these books on to brush up on my Anglo-Saxon old world <laughs> Elizabeth, Elizabethan speech, um, old English speech, and uh, and it's been fun. And I I'm gonna after I record this, publish this, I'm gonna have to go to the library and pick up some more books. Uh, I can't wait for August to come around because La Chamaca, or excuse me, Lady Chamaca, will be rocking the village of the New York Renaissance Fair in Sterling Forest, New York. Yes, first weekend of August till the last weekend of September. Every weekend, it's going to be something new and exciting at the New York Renaissance Fair. What else has been going on this week? This week, also, um, all dogs, new tricks. As you know, they uh, I had Leona Core, the creator, uh, and producer, writer, and actor uh, of the uh, series, web series, uh, has published uh, three 
uh, water cooler moment. Uh, it's sort of like behind the scenes of um, All Dogs New Tricks, the first season. And he used bits and pieces, excerpts of the interview that I had with him on the Chit for Chat uh, episode. Uh, and I believe that was number 46. Yes. So um, if you haven't heard it, backtrack, go to www.oralfixpodcast.com and find it in the podcast episodes tab. And all the other uh, episodes are archived there. Um, so the bloopers, uh, was another thing that they put out, um, and Brad's three-way, which is pretty hot. I'll link this to the show notes. Um, and they have like about, I believe 13 days left on Indiegogo to raise, um, I think they're trying to raise $30,000. I'm not sure, but, uh, they're trying to raise as much money as possible for the second season. And if you don't know yet, All Dogs New Tricks has... Uh, new cast members, uh, not cast members, guest stars uh, coming on to the series. Some of them you may know um, uh, for those of you who've watched TV in the 80s and in the 90s. Um, it's <laughs> It's been pretty interesting, uh, The, I mean, how, how much they're releasing the information. And I'll also link this onto, their, onto the show notes. Um, Michael Kearns is going to guest star. He's uh, um, <clears throat> he's playing Bill Shannon, a figure from Damien John's past. Now, Damien John is the character at the end of Old Dogs New Tricks uh, first season who uh, seduces Nathan. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it was pretty hot. Uh, who's played uh, by Ry- uh, Ryland Shelton. And um, Michael Kearns is, has been pretty you know much out there in terms of TV and and writing and activism. Um, he's been on The Waltons, Murder She Wrote, Cheers, uh, Body Double, Beverly Hills 90210, the old series, Knots Landing, and The Band Played On, which is a great movie. And I don't remember him <laughs> from that movie. Um, also, that's going to be making guest appearance. And I hope maybe he'll become somebody's study. It's Greg Luganis. Um, yeah, the Olympic, um, star, you know, award-winning, um, gymnastic star of the Olympics back in the 80s, I believe. Um, yeah, he played from 1984 to 88 in the Olympics games. And, uh, he starred on, well, he hasn't starred, but he has appeared on Barbara Walters 2020, Oprah Winfrey show. He's a hot guy. Mm Mm-hmm. He was on, um... He it says here he went to tell his story in an autobiography called Breaking the Surface, which was adapted into a TV movie featuring Mario Lopez. That's right. He played uh, Greg Luganis in that um, uh, TV drama, Breaking the Surface, which I didn't really watch, but I knew and I heard about it. Um, Greg Luganis is hot. So is uh, Michael Kearns and then Ian Buchanan, which I, I'm sorry, I, you guys know I'm into older guys. And between Greg Luganis and uh, Ian Buchanan <laughs> and Doug Spearman, um, the, it's just it's going to be a hot season. Um, so uh, Ian Buchanan, as some of you may know from the 80s. Um, he's he's been appearing here and there on television with PD Blue, which is where I know him from. The Nanny also, and Quantum Leap. Um, sexy guy, hot guy. I believe he's straight. I don't know. 
Um, but um, we'll bring back the cast actually uh, for a ch- for chat um, here uh, uh, on the Oral Fix podcast later on this month. So um, hopefully, um, knock on wood, we'll find out more. <laughs> And what else has been going on? Um, oh, you know, before I forget, uh, there's a contest I'm going to put out as a you know giveaway um, uh, for the first person to guess. Uh, well, for the one year anniversary of the Oral Fix podcast, I'm doing this contest, and the contest um, is that if anyone who can guess. Um, from li- listening to the shows, you will know who is my favorite TV sitcom uh, drag queen character. And if you could guess that and also let us know um, why you've been listening and supporting the oral fix for so long uh, and send and call it in, uh, or you can email it to oralfixpodcast at gmail.com. Or if you could call it in as a feedback, I will air it on the show and send you Dale Lazaroff's next comic book, erotic comic book called Fancy, which is slated for September, but you could get it now if you guess correctly my favorite tv sitcom drag persona yes and if you know and you send that in the first person who sends it in and sends in also their comments about why they like the old fix podcast and why they keep listening you will get a pdf version of fancy now you know dale lazaroff was on the show not too long ago and uh, he was interviewed for his latest comic book, which is called Good Sports, that came out uh, at the beginning of May, I believe. He was on episode number 40, if you haven't listened to it. And his work is phenomenal and, and very highly erotic. So, all right. So the first, uh, the first respondent with the right answer and their comments about why they like listening to the Oral Fix podcast and why do they continue to listen on a weekly basis you get that PDF link sent to you straight directly from Dale Lazaroff himself. Onward to the rest of the weekly update. Well, Tyler Clementi's parents uh, finally said something about Deron Robbie's uh, apology that happened last week, uh, which was incredible. And I, I, I totally don't think it was... I mean, you know, if you guys look at the blog post that I put during the week about his apology and how insincere it was and how it wasn't even directed to Tyler, Clement- to Tyler Clemente's family, the Clemente, the parents, they said the same thing I said. I mean, it, it was, uh, you know, it was all contrived. It seemed like the lawyers did it. You know, they didn't, he didn't, they didn't, they never even directed it to the family, which they should have directed to the family first. And they, you know, they're, they're tired of being nice They're You know, when it comes time for the appeal, you know, when he comes out of the 30 day jail sentencing, which I've been told by some people on Google plus, um, I, f- I forget his name. I think his name is Rex. Uh, he said that, um, you know, once he does his jail time, which is 30 days, there's not going to be any room for appeal on either side. So he's going to get the 300 hours probably um, uh, of community service, and he's going to pay the $10,000 fine. And last week in uh, early yours, um, you know, I did say that 
I haven't heard Dan Savage's stance on this, so I couldn't really speak for him. I sent him a Twitter um, message to see what, how he felt about it because I, I haven't, you know, I listen to his podcast on a weekly basis and I haven't heard anything from it, from him, you know, commenting on the sentencing. But, you know, before he could even respond to me, I went and I kept on looking and digging and digging on, you know, through Google and I found on his slog, Savage Love, um, blog version of his of a blog um it's called a slog he calls it a slog <laughs> um he mentions which i'll link to the show notes that um he didn't agree you know with the leniency of the sentencing um you know we, you know as i stated before which is another popular episode of the old fix podcast um this year was the episode about tyler clementi um uh, the original Darwin Ravi sentencing and how I felt about it. And um, that was episode number 39. And, um, he, you know, he, I, I, I agreed with Dan Savage's reaction to the sentencing that he shouldn't get 10 years and he should get tons of community service. He should do some jail time. But, you know, overall, you know, we shouldn't use him as a scapegoat either because we, we, we all like, you know, do a bullying of one way or another. Um, two people and you know just because Robbie didn't grow up with you know ministers or a, a household who who um, taught him to be you know neutral to people's sexuality or or to be tolerant of it um, we can't really blame him in total for his childish acts because they were childish acts um, and that's the way he just grew up. And who knows? He's probably bisexual or gay himself to go to that extent to really shame um, Tyler Clemente for his sexuality. And also something else I found out that I really didn't know um, that Dan Savage, is, Dan Savage also felt and noted was that, you know, Darun Ravi wasn't probably the first to torment or bully Tyler Clemente for his sexuality. There must have been others that have done it before that. So, you know, I I still think Darun Ravi should get at least three to five years. Three years would be the I think I I, I think would be would be more than than enough. And then his community time of three hundred hours and then the fines. But thirty days in jail, I don't think it's gonna send the message to him or to anyone else. And um and I still haven't heard from Dan Savage, but um, I'll link, you know, that blog ple- that blog piece, and um, and in that blog, he there he also links a New York Times uh, article that quotes him and his feelings about the sentencing. Um, I was actually going on uh, CNN a lot this week, and I found um, <sighs> something really funny. Um, I thought it was funny. It was kind of disgusting. But um, this woman called Janet Boynes, um, she was on the Dr. Drew show. And she, Dr. Drew had her on for uh, just a fraction of a couple of minutes or something. <laughs> and um, she's supposed to be there telling people, the world, um, or the CNN viewers, about how Jesus turned her straight. And, um, you know, she was just like... You know, she went from, I don't know, you know, she just was crazy. You just have to watch this. I mean, Dr. Drew just cut her off immediately because she started, like, bad-mouthing him and CNN for not uh, allowing um, 
converts to really uh, express themselves and their message of how um, sexuality can be changed um, through spirituality. And thus saying that, you know, being gay is, or just queer in general, <laughs> is a spiritual disease of some sort. You know, if you take a look at Janet, you can tell that she's another Cynthia Nixon where um, she doesn't want to be labeled bisexual. <laughs> and um, and she found some spirituality and she's truly is probably bisexual. And she just chose not to deal with this bisexuality realm because that didn't make sense to her. And she went for Jesus. Who doesn't really teach hate or um, intolerance? So, um, and then um, Prop Eight, the ruling um, uh, amongst the federal court um, appeals, uh, does not want to revisit it, and um, so it's going to go up to the Ninth Circuit, which I find very interesting, and I think it's going to be shot down. Um, yeah. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh, I'm not even going to talk about that because it's just going to take too much energy and too much energy away from my healing energy that I have already from healing my back. <laughs> but I thought it was really funny that Madonna, um, you know, I found through Unicorn Broody an article about how Madonna, uh, her performance out in Europe, she had a, uh, a piece where she attacks kind of Lady Gaga and she, she mixes express yourself with she's not me and, and I was born this way. And the video that uh, Unicorn Booty had was taken off for some reason. Um, But I found another one, (laughs) and I'll link it to the show notes for you to watch. I think it was really interesting and funny that Madonna went that far to use some of Lady Gaga's lyrics. So um, I know that I think six bars or eight bars is the maximum that you can use in terms of copyright to somebody else's song. And I think she used more than that. So she might even get in trouble for that if she didn't have any rights to do that. Um, also, she, you know, attacked some some political figure out in um, her performance in France. Um, the political figure's name is Marine Le Pen, and she puts a, uh, Madonna's people put a, sash, a swastika on her forehead while um, she was dancing in the front. And 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 well, actually, she wasn't dancing. Her dancers were singing uh, in the front, and this song was playing in the background, which I don't even remember the name of the song, but it's off of her new album, and um, it caused a quite a stir and controversy. But you know. Something else that happened during that video that I felt was really unjustly, you know, she used all these images of gay teens who committed suicide last year and the year before and recently. And um, I'm sure she got some rights to that or something, but she used their faces and one of them was Tyler Clemente. And that really got to me. You know why? You know, as rich as she is as a pop star, you know, she really hasn't talked about this or come out into the media to say anything. She just props them and uses them as part of her stage set and a part of her message as an artist, um, music artist, I guess, here um, in her show in France. And it's probably continuing to do that throughout her show, her tour in Europe. And um that really got to me, and I'm surprised nobody has said anything about that. I mean, she really has she really donated any money to any gay uh, youth organizations to prevent suicides or for anti-bullying? Has she done anything? Lady Gaga has. Hmm. If you know somebody knows anything, please email me. Email me the information at allfixpodcast at gmail dot com, and I'll air it. 
Um, and sadly and lastly, um, I in Sniff and Scratch last week, Joseph Harwood, I featured his Amila Jovovich look. And I talked about how much I like his work and I wanted to have him on the podcast. And, you know, he um, recently, if you took a look at the link and you click on the link um, that I provided in the show notes for last week, you'll see that there's no video there anymore. It got taken off. And he took it off himself because he um, has been under pressure and attack by uh, several people in his cosmetics community. Um, who have slandered him and um, who have actually done him wrong. And um, and he needed to take some time out for himself and to actually look for some um, legal action on what has just happened. And I feel so bad for him. So, and, you know, I apologize if, if the video, you know, was a dud and you didn't find anything there, but it's some other video. Um, I'm linking the blog where he announces the whole entire story and the 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 pain he's gone through with his so-called friends out there in London and also in the U.S. Um, in YouTube land, and um, and you know I just feel bad for him. I you know he's been pe- people are jealous. I mean this guy is so freaking talented. He is amazing and his spirit is genuine. And, and you know he you know we all go and make the wrong friends, especially if we're talented and. And we become the envy of them after a while, and and uh, and subjugated to, you know, really nasty attacks, um, verbal attacks, or, or or just you know they they just want to dump on you all the time, and that's what happened to J- Joseph. I wrote him a kind note, and uh, I told him, you know, I hope to have you on the podcast whenever you're ready. And he wrote back, and he said, "Thank you, thank you, thank you so much," and he was so appreciative of it all. So um, let's go to a break and we'll be back with some Sniff and Scratch. Welcome back. That was Falula. Out of it, the cameo chamio remix. I hope you like that. I do too. And um, again, for the new listeners, you can always uh, go to the show notes and get a free download of the music that is uh, aired here on the Oral Fix podcast. And you can click and download it. Um, and if it's not for free, it's usually a good price for you to pay. Uh, usually a suggested donation or something. But for this week's episode, we have free music. 
Now, let's go on to Sniff and Scratch. Sniff and Scratch. Sniff and Scratch. Sniff and Scratch is where I give you all the latest and new things that are out there in the World Wide Web connected to your physical world. Yeah, anything in music, tech, video, uh, fashion, health, anything, 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 even ecology, which is a new thing I'm going to introduce at the end of this segment. So let's begin with tech. In the tech world, we have an Egyptian teen who creates quantum space propulsion. Yeah, he created a system um, where he where it's really really fascinating um, and plausible actually. Um, two mirrors are can reflect quantum particles off each other, causing the mirrors to move. And if the mirrors are placed on like a piece of metal or something, it can actually you know and encased in some type of um, engineering system. It can actually make the plates, the mirrored plates, move back and forth like a revibration um, uh, of movement. So it will be, you know, reverberates against each other and causing um, motion and energy to build up within the engine, let's say, and push... Uh, a a spaceship and launch it as fast as I don't know what. I mean, there's really no schematics um, that I read about, um, but I'll link this on the show notes and you guys could read some further more, but I thought it was really fascinating. And we're almost there. Lights be ahead. Engage, everyone. <laughs> um, I was on CNN and I <laughs> the funniest thing that I've ever witnessed so far on um, CNN besides the the lunatic homophobes on there um, from the church of North Carolina and out in Indiana. Um, there was a, a, a dead cat by the name of Oroville who, <laughs> if you haven't seen her already, um, was, uh, he was taxidermied and then his skin was used in a sh- on, on a shell um, that was uh, built by his owner, uh, Bart Johnson, who is Dutch, I think he's from out in Switzerland, um, I think, and um, and and, and it's, it's really fascinating. I think maybe he pre-planned this or something, but um, um, Bart hasn't, you know, had Orville, and then he had his brother, um, which I forget the other name, but it's one of the right. Bro- he named them both the cats after the right, um, the right brothers, and. Um, and when Orville, the, the yeah, the other Wright brother's name is Wilbur. So it's Orville and Wilbur. And when Orville died, you know, he took him to the taxidermist, got his skin, put it on this exoskeleton um, cat shape, literally in the shape of, I guess, Orville, if he was like spread out, like, you know, all four paws out and laid out like he was on the floor, um, got glass eyes and popped them in. And put the fur over this exoskeleton, 
which had this you know contraption built inside and um it made him into a copter like a cat copter <laughs> like one of those quadcopters the the helicopters with the four um uh rotors um so orville <laughs> if you see this it has four distinctive uh propellers uh helicopter propellers on each paw as he's spread eagle all fours out and his eyes are like like looking forward like awake it is ridiculous it's it's i'm i'm sorry but it's funny it is so funny and, and the reactions from people are funny it's horrifying at the same time i i mean i don't know i didn't know whether or not to be horrified feeling bad for the cat I mean, it's not like he killed the cat. The cat supposedly died from natural causes. And so he just repurposed the cat's body. But, um, yeah, he makes him into, I guess, like this Cylon helicopter thing, Transformer. It's just, you know, he even uses the, the, the copter to, like, attack some cows out in the farm. And the cows just, like, ran away from the cat. It's just really funny. You have to watch it. It's a must-watch. And he's selling the the Orville copter, and, and no one knows for how much, and he doesn't know how much yet. But um, I guess he's taking offers. So there you have it. Um, also um, trending out there, something I spotted on CNN, which was very interesting. Airports are now starting to uh, have full human-sized holograms um, to help you. Well, I don't know if they're really holograms, but it's a piece of glass with a projector in the back. Um, and this person is projected onto the glass and she looks like a hologram and she, she tells you, you know, where I think in one airport, I forget the name of the airport, but the, the person who is being projected, her name is Paige and she tells you, you know, where is what, which way to go for what flight and all these other things. And it's really, really interesting. It's very like massive effect three. If you've watched any of the videos that I've highlighted, I think it was episode number 42 or 43 about games. Um, I think it might've been even episode four, 40. Anyway. Uh, actually, it was probably episode number 39, the Tyler Clementi episode. Um, there's some links there to a game called Mass Effect 3, which is very homo-friendly. And in that game, there is that type of hologram um, that shows you the way around. Um, well, there was like a space station, and but this is an airport. Um, very futuristic. It's a very, you know, a very much must-watch video. Also on tech is Gunner's eye, eye strain glasses, which is something that um, I don't know if their name was Gun Gunner's or maybe it was under another name. But this type of technology where um, the glasses are coated with this yellow tint, and I think they have another tint that they, that you can uh, also wear, um, helps to reduce the eye strain um, when you're working on a computer. I forget exactly the mechanics and how it works, but they're fascinating. They're a bit expensive, but um, they have come down in price. They, um, they're more expensive if you go for the more stylish glasses, but um, they have this yellow coating, which looks like those UV ray protect protective um, glasses, but they really supposedly uh, limit the amount of eye strain that uh, your eyes actually um, go through when they're constantly looking at a computer. So uh, take a look at the glasses. You might buy a pair or two. I know for sure if when I get the money, I'll buy a pair for myself. Um, so let's mo move on to mobile. 
in a mobile world, there's not much is happening. Um, the iPhone, everyone's waiting to hear on June 11th. The worldwide the World Developers Conference, which is the conference that Apple um, produces every year, uh, has just started, I believe, today. And not until the eleventh um, will they really announce the new products and accessories that Apple is going to be introducing this year. And everyone's waiting for the iPhone four, uh, the iPhone five, excuse me. And um, I am definitely waiting to hear. Um, but um, in the meantime, the only thing really that was, was worth and exciting to talk about, I think, today was um, the Mophie case. Um, Mophie has been around for a while, produce, making uh, cases for iPhones, and um, they're really well known for the um, battery pack, the uh, the that extend the longevity of the battery on the iPhone. Um, and they made this new um, tough, rugged uh, casing that looks kind of OtterBox-like, but it's really, really, really cool. You must, must, must watch this if you're an iPhone fan. If you have a 4S or an iPhone 4, you might want to buy this. Um, it's made with all this uh, rugged, uh, durable, rubberized type of plastic material, but it has like um, several different layers. It has a protective glass layer. Um, it has a layer for the extra battery. It has another layer for the rubberized um, internal casing and just um, strengthening of the position within the case of the iPhone. And then it has another layer um, of protection just in case you know you drop it and so it's it's let's see um this site i also i'm also going to link the website for mophie but in, on the the profile page for the product it says it's splash and rain um it has splash and rain protection sand and dust protection impact and drop protection obviously from the way i described this and vibration and shock protection and then it goes into actually giving you a um, breakdown of the layers and it is beautiful it's like i'm having a geek orgasm here <laughs> I, I i want a new phone so badly my my phone is is actually out the door um it's showing signs of wear and um, I, I, I would love to get the iPhone 4S, but I'm not going to until I see what's going on with the iPhone 5. I mean, this case is literally like high tech. It is so freaking cool. They even have like an extra glass layer for the camera section on the back of the iPhone 4S. So moving on, um, let's go to web apps. And in web apps, I found something really cool for my Chrome browser. If you have, if you haven't invested in a Chrome browser yet, I, I I'm, I'm gonna tell you now. I, I want you to go to Google.com/backslash/chrome and download the Chrome browser. It is a great browser. It is now the number one most used and secured browser in the world. Chrome. Um, it's fast. It, it, and some people are, are saying, like in Tech News Today, Tom Merritt, he's saying that it's probably going to die off. It's going to be a fad like Mozilla, um, Firefox. But, you know, in the meantime, take advantage of it. I swear by it. Um, because, you know, me, I'm constantly everywhere, you know, scouring the Internet, you know, trying to find new things for the podcast. And I, I do run into a lot of um, malware um, infested sites and um, and Google actually protects me from going there. It gives me like these red pages and tells me, don't go in there. Don't go in there. Don't go into the light, Carol. Um, so 
Chrome is great, but the extensions that come with it and makes it really fun and easy to use also. Um, this one extension, which I love, uh, and I co- I'm constantly using is, is co- I'm constantly using is called Search by Engine. Uh, I'm sorry, Search Engine by Google. And uh, what it does is that it provides a little shortcut link in your submenu. So if you right-click on a picture somewhere, it acts like Google Goggles on a mobile app. I mean, on a on a mobile device. If you know about Google Goggles, Google Goggles. Um, it's like the um, search engine for images. Um, so if you were with your your phone and you took a picture of the Eiffel Tower just to find out some more background information on it and you use Google Goggles, uh, the app, um, it will actually go to Google and do all this research for you and bring you all the listings and things about that, that one particular image and more images. So... So listen to this. I, I saw some hot guy on the internet and on Tumblr actually, and I didn't know his name. And usually on Tumblr, you know, they give you these images. These guys are always putting up, you know, really hot images of other guys, but there's no names. Um, so what I did was I downloaded this extension. I used the shortcut link on the sub menu, and uh, voila, you know, it went to to the to um to Google uh, the search engine itself and produce a whole bunch of images and links of the guy and the guy's name which tr- turned up to be turned out to be Tyler Riggs um, a porn actor and um, a, go- a gay porn actor excuse me and um, and it worked flawlessly and I'm I, I'm constantly using it. It's something if you haven't discovered, you must discover. So I'll link that in the show notes. Um, and also, you know, check out all the other Google uh, extensions and other extensions made by by um, other people in the Google Extensions web store. So let's go on to m- movies and TV. So if you haven't heard, like I didn't, <laughs> Total Recall is being uh, remade. Yeah, can you believe it? And um, I was watching the trailer for it, and I, it was hot, 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 hot. Can I say no more? It looks like a Blade Runner type of movie, and um, it really I think it's going to do like justice to the original Total Recall with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, it's coming out in August third, and the um, Colin Farrell, the hot Colin Farrell, is in it, showing off his chest. A lot, and um, there are like, I don't know. I got like some hidden bisexual undertones in this, um, yeah, trailer. So look out for it. I'll be showing. <laughs> I'll be linking this in the show notes. Um, also, there uh, is a new Prometheus uh, trailer out there. You can take a look at the blog post that I put on the on the blog, um, and you can watch that. Um, but um, this trailer that I'm talking about uh, sets it aside from all the other trailers. It makes fun of the trailers that are out there now. Uh, it's a paper cutout, a, I'm sorry, cutout paper trailer of the um, Prometheus uh, original trailer, show, uh, movie trailer. So um, it's really funny. I, I'm a fan of claymation, of any type of animation uh, that's done well and funny. And this is just funny and really well done. It looks like, you know, the, I mean, it's not exactly to the T from the original trailer, but it, it, it makes fun of it and it comes very, very close to what it looks like um, uh, what the original high HD high definition trailer looks like 
Iron Man 3, can you believe it? It has already started filming. And the Huffington Post had some images that they leaked out. Um, and it looks really cool. And it looks like Iron Man is going to be displaying all the suits from the Iron Man comics. If you follow the Iron Man story and the comic books, you know that there's more than three or four suits. He has like eight or ten or something. Um, so go check it out. Um, also, Star Trek Two uh, in the MTV Awards recently, J.J. Uh, Abrams had this uh, funny kind of uh, video response or interaction with uh, the um, the, uh, the, co- the 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 stars of the um, what's that sh- what's that movie uh, the Hunger Games, and um, he reveals um, Star Trek Two image. Um, of a Klingon in the background. And he talks about, you know, the Klingons in Star Trek Two, the movie that he's working in. Um, and there's, like, these detailed photos that also had leaked. Um, so the image was of a Klingon with a Klingon helmet, which makes the Klingon look like the apes in... the gorilla apes in Planet of the Apes, which was really funny and interesting. Um, so, but they look really evil and more menacing. So I can't wait for Star Trek Two to come out. There's a short film by, um, I, I don't know who made the short film, but it stars Kevin Spacey. And I love Kevin, Kevin Spacey. And I think, to be honest with you guys, um, I, I think he's very hot. Um, the short film is, uh, is directed by Benjamin uh, Leavitt. And, uh, and it was written by Benjamin also. And the short story is called The Ventriloquist. And uh, is the Kevin Spacey a straight Kevin Spacey? unfortunately, um, <laughs> who uh, is this ventriloquist and uh, and he's, he has, uh, it's just him, it's, you know, it's, it's very nerdy, I'm not going to ruin it for you, I think it's a really quick short film and it's really interesting and it's funny and it's great to watch and I think it's going to pull at your geeky hearts out there. Um, go take a look. Uh, True Blood's Joe Mang. Manganiello, I can't say his name. I'm sorry. Um, it was at the MTV uh, Awards, uh, the 2012 Awards, announcing the best transformation scene. And it was really interesting how. Um, okay, I, I let me just stop time, trying to make this sensational. He comes out like without a shirt. He looks like a Chippendales dancer. Um, he has a, you know, half of a fireman uniform with an axe, and he is like stroking and jerking the axe like if it was a schlong, um, with a a red play school like <laughs> toy hat, uh, fireman's hat, and he just looks really cute, really hot, and I found some gifts. Um, accidentally on Tumblr, and I'm linking them to the show notes, and you can watch it. <laughs> Very hot. Um, in the music, v- video music, there was um, my f- one of my favorite experimental um, uh, electro artists who are out there, Jonah Lee. Um, she goes by the um, the mysteriously riddled name I am, am I who I am? Am I? And uh, she produced a newer video, uh, which is called Goods. And it is hot. She looks so great. She has, like, she's looking very, you know, she's, as she is, always fun. Um, Looking like a jester and kind of renaissance almost. And and I don't know what she's singing about, but she sounds great. And (laughs) I love the video. And um, if you haven't seen the latest of her, because it's been a while since my last blog post about her videos, um, 
you know, when I found her, she she had done this. Um, well, when I when I really got into her, she had done this one video with this uh, giant hairy monster who was blonde and same sh- shade of color of her hair. Um, and it, it I think it was called Sever. Yeah, it was Sever. And um, since then, she's been producing more and more and more great videos. And it's, you know, if you haven't heard of her, you know, check her out. Um, something I found by accident in music video world was um, Hans Mill. I don't know who this guy is, who who this guy is, and his band. But I, uh, he just friended Oral Fix podcast on YouTube, and um, and uh, I checked out his uh, cover of Love Song by The Cure, and it was cool. It was really really cool. His band and him are playing like this little like these puppet characters caricatures and they sound great. They did justice to the song. You must check it out. Um and in health, uh you heard me talk about the um eye straining, uh the glasses, the Gurner's glasses. Well, I found out about this glasses through Sharon Vacknans, um who's an associate editor at CNET. Her video um I'm sorry, her posting and uh video uh not do it yourself, but health video on um, reducing eye strain. And if you don't know it yet, um, if you're constantly on your mobile device or you're on your computer and you're co- constantly focused on it, you have to give your eyes some breathing time, some rest time. So you have to look away from it every 20 minutes. Um, you, you have to prop it at least to eye level so you won't hurt your neck. Um, give yourself enough ample space around your desk in order to to make your body feel comfortable and relaxed because your body also um, can um, contribute to the strain on your eyes. And she gives you all these other really great and friendly tips. Um, and for you lesbians out there, um, you know, she's she's eye candy. <laughs> um, well, I, don't, I can't really speak for your type, but, you know, you might just like her. Um, she's just a great person overall. And I talk to her at, from time to time on Twitter and on Facebook. So um, check her out. And last but not least, um, there's so I'm introducing some eco-friendly things here and things you, you're probably not aware of. But many of you know that I am American Indian. Um, my um, my ancestors are Amerindian Indians. Um, uh, a lot of them have originated from South America, from the Ecuador section. And it's just, you know, I'm going to, you know, I, I'm introducing this not because I um, I want you to join the American Indian um, fight or movement I am to preserve the earth. I just want you to listen to this so that you know, you can preserve the earth for seven generations to come for your family members. Um, and if you believe in reincarnation for yourself so that you can come back to this earth, to a healthy earth. Um, if you don't know, many of the Amazon rainforests are being, are, are, are we are losing them, you know, day by day. And um, they've taken out a huge chunk. I don't know the percentage yet, but there's a huge percentage that's been gone. And as you know, earth um, gives us grass, gives us plants, gives us this nice, you know, ecosystem for us to live off from. And plants and and trees produce oxygen. And the uh, dissemination of rainforests and any forests around the world is really taking away oxygen, breathable oxygen, um, that also helps produce water, that also helps produce sustainable environments around the world. And, you know, it's causing, glo- you know, 
global warming, these extreme temperatures that we're facing um, around our planet, around the United States, the, the storms, um, you know, the, the hurricanes, the, the, the tornadoes, that's because of global warming, I have to say, a majority of it. So um, the, the planet is fighting back. And there's a tribe out in um, Ecuador uh, called the Haurani. Um, I don't know if I'm saying that right. Huarani. Um, it's easier to say my tribe's name than theirs, Arawak. Um, but they're, they're, you know, they're fighting for their land, and um, they're fighting at least to hold on to something of it. And the this deforestation companies are trying to take all of it. And you know, there's a petition that I've been. Um, uh, a website that I, I've gone to and I kind of trust. I mean, if you don't trust them giving your information, then don't give them real information. Just sign the petition. You know, I'm going to link this to the, to the show notes. Link the peti- uh, If you want to sign the petition to help them to petition these corporations to stop deforestation and then, um, taking away the rainforest, at least from their tribal land, please sign the petition. Help them to stop the corporation from taking away all of their land. Um, and you'll probably find some other petitions there that are great to sign. I, I came uh, I came to know um, change.org through um, tra- the Tra- Trayvon Martin case. Um, I signed a petition and it actually helped influence the judges down in Sanford, Florida to arrest George Zimmerman. So um, if you think you you know these petitions don't really mean anything, think again. So let's go on to a break and we'll be back for a new segment to the oral fix. everybody that was calm truths broken date i love calm truths i mean it's like really different music and it has like this vintage feel to it and he's so talented um all right so there's a new segment i want to introduce on this birthday cast (laughs) one year anniversary cast um and it is called sex So, sex is where I get to talk about and kick around stuff about sex. Uh, either facts, um, tips, or just like, you know, my weekly stuff that I go through that I think 
you should know about. <laughs> so, um, this week, orgasm. Uh, I was listening to Dan Savage's Love Gas, uh, Stranger Love, uh, Savage Love, actually, it's called, uh, podcast. And um, I, uh, I heard a caller who, and, you know, it, most of it started off with this whole orgasm theme. And, you know, it's a recurring thing on his show. And um, it's a rec- recurring thing on every people's couples fuck buddies you know friends with benefits relationships um it's orgasm is achieving orgasm and there was something that he said that i i think i may have mentioned in the past actually i I don't think i have um which is not everybody's orgasm is the same and when you do orgasm it's not the same way um in in the porn flicks like you know something that's really bad about porn is that um it perpetuates this thing that uh, everyone, most porn, um, straight, gay, you know, porn and any other in between, um, is that both couples shoot at the same time, that their, you know, partners, they synchronistically, they come, and they, you know, they ejaculate and they, you know, they make each other during orgasm come at the same time. And it, it's true, you know, that this is like preconception, you know, uh, that starts to form if you know you, you start off with porn, and um, that you, that orgasms are achieved mutually, and it's just not true. Um, and I'm gonna link this to the show notes. I mean, and there's some there's another podcast that I I listen to, um, Doctor Dick's Sex Advice, uh, which is open also to a, a you know a, a multisexual identity platform. Um, just like Dan Savage's, uh, Savage Cast, uh, Love Cast, Savage Cast, Love Cast. What is it? Uh, you find out, Stitcher.com. Um, <laughs> Dan Savage also pointed out, you know, um, uh, that orgasm is something that is achieved personally. You know, each one of us has a different orgasm, and that orgasm is something that. You know, you have to find out for yourself, you know, how to achieve it. Some people have uh, a more of a delayed response uh, when it comes to sexual um, promiscuity of some sort or another. Well, that promiscuity is not the right word, but, you know, any sexual um, interaction, uh, that orgasm, you know, it's it's only, you know, it's, it's only by chance that that mutual synced timed orgasm happens. And I think I've experience that type of orgasm maybe twice of my lifetime and i just turned 39 so um look at the show notes take a look at that um i i think that or you know orgasm is overrated um but you know it is what you should go for when you're trying to satisfy yourself or satisfy your partner um it is something that you have to uh, it's it's part of knowing your body and how it works. You know, I've said it before and uh, lots of times um, in the past. Sexuality, your sexual being, that orgasm that you that you have is part of your power, your seat. You, you know, your your spiritual self, your soul, collective, um, the generator of your you know uh your genitals are the generator <laughs> but i mean spiritually speaking on the spiritual body level you know your 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 sex uh sexual identity is your power you know um think about it i was talking to a friend of mine we were talking about um she had gone through a, a lot of she grew up with molestation and um 
and it, it was rude and it was bad and and she um she couldn't get her head around it that you know her father sexually molested her and um and you know that he felt like he didn't I, I think you know the conversation went into like you know people who do those things don't feel that they have power so they you know they seek out young people children or you know it, it happens even rape scenarios you know that or or you know people who take advantage of other people adults that they have they want something that you have and they're lacking of that and that you know probably somebody took his sexual power some probably somebody took that you know the 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 person who's taking away in uh the the rapist or whoever it is um molester um it could be a woman also um you know day power is taken away from them and their only way of getting power is by doing those things over and over and over again and then there is you know the psychological behavior that's psychiatric and i'm not even gonna get into that but um you know your orgasm you know your 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 being down there of satisfaction of releasing that is a a, a a charge for you and you only and you get to share that with anyone that you choose so um you know that's my my spiel on that um i want to make this segment uh of this podcast something where also you know it's topical and also is something that um highlights things that i find that you know uh will, will make your sexual life healthy and um and also, you know, I want to talk about porn on here. I want to talk about your stories. You know, if you have any questions also, um, you just want to, you know, see, you know, what my feedback would be, you know, s- send any stories or feedback at oralfixpodcast at gmail.com. Something that I, I looked at um, this week that I found uh, in my tumbling. Uh, no, actually, no, this was not my Tumblr. This was actually in my Google Reader. Um, I frequently go to Queer Click and I, you know, I get some of my um, uh, masturbation material from there <laughs> or just ideas of things that I want to shoot or do differently. I don't photograph pornography. I do erotic photography. But um, some things on Queer Click uh, do, you know, some of it is erotic, but most of it is pornographic. So we're only talking about pornography here. Um, And there was these pictures from Rage and Stallion that Queer Click got their hands on um, from Tom DeMarco's film, porn film called Clockwork, which is a porn, a gay porn on um the movie uh, you know a revision in the porn fashion of uh, the movie clockwork orange <laughs> and guys <laughs> we're listening uh you you have to check it out it is hot it is so hot and um and i watched a couple of the trailers on raging stallion um and that also is a a um a hot porn to to rent or to actually own i think the guys are dark featured men um featuring mark dylan um and uh and, and they're hung and and the they're in jock, jock straps and they're uh, with orange knee pads and and knickers um uh, uh well not knickers um what are those call um those straps that they're old-fashioned straps that they still like GQ men, you know, quarterly men still use. Who uh, um, they hold up your socks, 
Well, they're wearing those as well, and these derbies, these black derbies that they look really hot in also. Um, so, yeah, uh, go to the show notes and, and check it out. <laughs> let's go to our next section. Uh, well, let's go to a music break and then go to the next section. Next section. Welcome back. That was Azalea Banks. The track is called Van Vogue. Love Azalea Banks. And now let's get into some orally yours. And my mama said, There will be days like this. Mama said, there be days like Orly yours, sweetie. So, Orly yours is usually in my little podium where I get to talk about random stuff that I it's on my mind and I just like regurgitate it to you all and you all listen to it but um something different this week it's not so much of a um ranting but I thought since it's gay pride month in New York um in New York City uh I would say tell you guys a little bit about about my coming out story and how that was my coming out story um well, many of you know my coming to terms with my sexuality what started at you know a very young age around 13 or something and then came out and started to do queer activism at the age of 16 or so but the real you know coming out process in itself you know i when i was five years old uh four years old five years old i i you know i played with a lot of girls that my mother um's friends um they had you know their daughters had uh, toys and stuff and i would play with their toys and i thought myself as one of them i thought i was a girl really um and you know my mom was and, and still is a loving mom but you know loving me as a child she was very sweet and tender because she gave me like these little patches of butterflies caterpillars that she would put and i would ask you know and request that she put them on my jeans, my little pants. And um, they were always like little butterflies, little girly things. And she didn't know any better. She just thought that, you know, I was a loving child. <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, besides playing with the girls, um, wanting to wear dresses and just uh, sitting on the guys, older guys, cute guys' laps, um, 
I think that's really where it started all at, you know? And when I was old enough, like nine or eight, and kids in elementary school were talking gay things and how gays were bad, that's when I knew there was a difference. Um, you know, I, I, I really... My coming out story, you know, my years, you know, as I've expressed in, in the past, um, my years were a little tormented in, in, in the tween to teenage years. Um, everyone's exploring their sexual uh, energy and identities. Hormones are, are reeling, you know, guys and girls are dating. And I, I, I really can't can't say that, you know, at that age that I really wanted to date a girl, but I thought I needed to fit in. So I look for girls and targeted girls that I would pass a little note to and, and see if I can, you know, um, score a date and say like, oh, we're going to go out. Or, you know, she says she likes me. Um, and then, you know, uh, then I, 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 it just wasn't working out. Um, and not, and on top of it all, you know, I, I've had, a, had a lot of peers who, who would call me Frankenstein or give me really bad names. And I thought I was ugly. So, um, you know, when I came out at the age of 16, well, right before that, I, I tried to commit suicide. And, um, and that wasn't pretty. Um, no, because I, it, it, it's, it, you know, it was a bad time in my life with people, um, family included, uh, were, uh, just, you know, I was being subjugated to a lot of, and seeing a lot of nasty things, um, that I'm not going to air, but, um, here on this podcast but uh, you know let me just say that the point of suicide um was very scary for me and the thought of never coming back and never knowing what was going to happen next in my life you know ran across in my head and um you know at, at the point of that point of despair while you have a knife to your wrist um and, and then later on you know i you know, something somewhere in me wanted to live, and uh, I thought this that was ridiculous, and I put that down. Um, and that's why I speak so passionately, you know, for these young people who, gay, queer young people who come out at, at younger ages than, than, than me and attempted suicide and were successful. Um, you know, when I, I, I came out, I had, you know, I... I told people that were less familiar to me and I thought I felt safe with and it was easier for me to tell them and easier that risk that um, of losing them was less than losing a family member who, who was much more close. So it was easier to come out to them. So when I, you know, practicing on them and having their acceptance made me a lot more assured uh, in myself to tell someone like my brother who um, my my uh, second brother the one who was born after me he um he accepted me and he he didn't really didn't care he was he's like four years younger than me so imagine at the age of let me see i was 16 so he was 12 um just turning i guess uh 13 it was it, it was you know it was heartwarming but um later on i think a year or two later i told my parents and my stepfather was accepting my mother wasn't um, that was very hard and it was very hard going back into the closet, especially when she was taking it out on the family and I had to, uh, uh, just to please, um, <laughs> and appease my, my family's household. Um, I told my mother, I went, that I went to the shrink and the shrink said I wasn't and she stopped her maniacal attacks on the family. But, um, you know, several years later, as I grew stronger and assured, you know, and sure within myself and had a nice 
uh, queer community that I built around me, I had tr- attracted and magnetized also. Um, that helped me to stand up for myself, you know, after the age of 21. And and I think around 21 and between the 21 and 25 is when I really, you know, gave it back to my mom. And I said, you know, I, I just lied to you. And I lied to you because you, you, you were really taking this out on people that you shouldn't have taken it out on. And, um, and it hasn't been really easy as some of you may know, um, with my mom, but, um, you know, she kind of like, you know, it's, she doesn't want to lose me. So, um, and she sees that I'm not going to change. And even though she thinks this is a, uh, this ease of some sort, um, which I'm very comfortable being who I am today, um, you know, it's uh, uh, my world around me is not perfect now that I'm out, but uh, I do feel a lot more comfortable within my skin, and I don't have no form of dis ease about my sexuality or my sexual energy or my power. So um, that's my coming out story for this Gay Pride Month, and um, let's go to a break, and we'll be right back. Welcome back. That was Blood Diamonds remix of Touch. Blood Diamonds is somebody I recently recently I um, stumbled upon on SoundCloud, and he is awesome. Uh, okay, so next is and finally is Go Ask Alice. Right, go ask Alice is the metaphysical part of the podcast. As well, there is a metaphysical section to the blog oralfixpodcast.com. The podcast will also have a weekly reading and a monthly reading from my Mayan tarot deck card uh, tarot deck. And um, so, I want to uh, give you guys a little um, spiel before I get into the uh, card readings. Um, this segment is not only about card readings, but anything paranormal, metaphysical, spiritual in nature um, that I want to uh, pose as a topic to you all. Um, and before I get into the reading for the month and the week, um, 
I want you to let you guys know that, um, you know, everyone has a, a culture of some sort that they're born into. Sometimes it doesn't agree with us. Sometimes it does agree to us, with us. And in every culture, there is a spirituality behind it that it's built. And spirituality is, is all just an expression of the spirit, you know, your, your being, your, your essence and who you are. I'm an American Indian, but I, you know, I also have other cultures that I was born into, um, other bloodlines that they tie into. And, and, you know, I, you know, I just, I, you know, I, my, my spirituality, it's, you know, not only comes from my culture, but it comes from the expression of just being, of just being me. And if you guys are jealous of somebody else's culture or think that you don't have a culture or, or just think that you're a mutt and you really don't know what your culture is, I want to tell you that you should look back at, you know, how you grew up, you know, what were the things that were favorable in your family, um, from foods, from dance, from music to listen to your favorite hobbies, your favorite things to do that were passed down through generations. And if you don't have that, then, you know, and you don't want to even, even acknowledge it, then, you know, you're losing out on something, you're losing out on a form of power that is a part of you. That's something in this lifetime, that um, is there for you to utilize to, you know, make something of yourself. Um, even if you've been chastised from your family for being gay, for being queer or lesbian or transgendered, um, you know, you should, you know, I want you guys to look back on it and and, and see it for what it is and, and just take out the good from it and move on. You know, you don't have to take the people with you, but, um, I, you know, the people don't mean anything to you, but the people that do that actually left this around for you. Um, there's a lot there. And I speak from experience, you know, as a person who was chastised, you know, by family and I wasn't really accepted and I was like the black sheep. And I, so I didn't accept them. And, um, and I found a lot of my spirituality, my, this culture of mine, um, that, that really has helped me to have two feet, on this rotating earth that spins around a, a, a sun. <laughs> um, so that's enough of my, about my spiel there. And, and I brought that up because, you know, I, I woke up one morning last week and I, I felt like I should write that. And I made this whole big blog post out of it on Facebook and I just released it to my friends. Um, and maybe I'll release it on the old fix podcasts blog also. But um, for now I, you know, I, and I did it, not all, out of a feeling also i've also had people who who've actually said to me I'm, I'm jealous of your spirituality i wish i had it and that makes me sad because when i didn't want mine and i think i thought i didn't have one i looked to others but i still felt out and displaced and when i looked at mine and then i i kind of merged or actually f saw a bridge between the cultures and that there wasn't so much of a difference it made me even more of a great person and a rich person inside and fulfilled so let's move on to the tarot de uh the tarot message or card of the month and last month um may was all about uh, being in your centered and, and feel, feeling grounded. And uh, we got the center card but for this month, June, going on to summer and then to pride. Um, this card is kind of funny because the card came out and I was like, no, this can't be right. 
it's um so i mix the cards up again and you know whenever i do this with this deck usually the same cards pop out so that means we have to listen this is a strong message and the card for the month and that's the energy that you should tune yourself to and focus yourself with is um complexity and it is um aligned with the number 12 and it's all about the clock and going through the steps of the clock. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Um, and it's about pacing yourself and, and and now using that you know that energy that you used last month of centering yourself and putting it into practice and pacing yourself and measuring yourself, um, but more you know being aware that. You know, you have you have twelve plates that you're carrying. You know, if you picture a waiter like carrying like a group of plates to a table of twelve people, and you have twelve pa- plates, six plates on each arm, and you- or on top of your head, and you're juggling all this, and you're bringing it to this um, platform called a table, um, that you should you know do it gracefully. You know, uh, really, really, you know, use that grounding energy that you built up in May and bring in, you know, to bat in June, um, because it's not going to be easy this month. And usually, you know, you have to make sure you get proper rest during the cycle of 12. Um, so, you know, get five hours of sleep. And if you're really tired, get six hours of sleep. And if you have to be on the go, 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 then don't take more, you know, take some power naps here and there. And if, you're a person who's struggling with a lot, a lot of things on your plate, then seek help. You know, you need help. You need to get some type of help. You know, if you have an addiction, go get a 12-step program. If you have um, some type of emotional issue, go seek a therapist. You know, something that's going to help you on a daily, day-to-day basis. And that is the message for this month of June. And now for this week, um, I pulled out another card. And what came out was dissonance. And dissonance is on the vibration of the number 11, which is about spiritual um, s- spiritual strategies, spiritual agendas, spiritual change. And this card is all about change. It's about letting go, most of all, dissonance. Look it up. Dissonance is all about letting go, you know, letting old things go, things that have worn out, things that have no use in your life anymore, people, places, and things, let them go. You know, behaviors, you know, don't modify them, just let them go. Go with the flow, okay, y'all? <laughs> um, and that that's just about it you know it wraps up the show um i really didn't have much for go ask alice but that um and my little spiel um also i you know i'm gonna link to the show notes some a couple of things that might you might find interesting um greg braden's uh coast to coast interview um and he talks about the field uh the miracles uh and hearts of emotions i've actually had them on on the first go ask alice which was about five podcasts ago um, and there's also a link that I'm going to be putting on there for Joseph Harwood's vlog about um, gender and what how he envisions gender. And it's really quite passionately done and well done. Um, and then there's the documentary that I've talked about and blogged about on the podcast blog. Um, and the documentary is called Two Spirit. And I'm going to link that for any of you who haven't watched it. I recommend the DVD if you take it out, if your uh, library has it, or maybe uh, Netflix or any other form of, you know, wherever you get your flicks from. 
blockbuster if they're still around <laughs> um so check it out and um with that i wish everyone a great and safe week um please like the plot the <laughs> please like the podcast on itunes stitcher.com backslash oral fix and make sure you put in the promo code oral fix without the space um and also uh listen to it on facebook facebook.com backslash the oral fix podcast Follow me on Twitter. Follow me um, on my Instagram, Henry M. Diaz. Uh, follow me on Get Glue, Henry M. Diaz. And uh, thank you for your support. Happy anniversary to everyone! And make sure that you, um, you know, do the uh, the contest, the contest, and um, send in your your uh, what you think the answer is. And um, and I'll, I will see you guys in next week. Enjoy. I'm going to leave you off with a. A uh, track from Beat Culture is called Before You Go. Take care, everyone. Thank <laughs> you.